Hello, and welcome to Glory Be. Interesting people and how they pray. We look at people's lives and how they pray, and you know what, I messed that up. Breaking news, Sharon Hanish is not here this week. I'm joined by Amy Zvacek from St. Catherine uh, Parish in Tulsa. Sharon is home. She was possibly exposed to COVID, so she's not here. She's not here to do the intro right, but we'll jump right in to Glory Be. And best of luck, Sharon, and your family. So Amy Zvacek is the secretary at St. Catherine of Alexandria Church in Tulsa. Yes. It's been around since, was it the 20s? Yes. Okay. It hasn't always been at this location. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It was moved from another area in West Tulsa. I don't have the exact address because I'm still learning West Tulsa mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and then it was moved to the current location that it's at. It housed the school building, housed the parish and the school. Mm-hmm. In 86, This the church was built. And now the school occupies the building, that building plus additional space that they've added onto in the last two decades. So, how many families are part of the parish? I would say about 120 English. Okay. For the St. Catherine English speaking mm-hmm. side, yes. And then you have the distinction that you your parish houses really two parishes mm-hmm. under one roof. Yeah. And you've got. A, totally unique situation with the Burmese. So a lot of the Burmese refugees have relocated in the Tulsa area Mm -hmm. and you've got, it's the only Burmese parish in the United States. That speaks this Zomi dialect. Oh, okay. There's the Burmese language. Some of them speak other languages that they've picked up through um, transition into Myanmar. um, Yeah. From Myanmar into on or, other or f- travels, yeah, from other from other refugee travels that have brought them oh. here, they were brought here by Catholic charities within mm-hmm. the last seven eight years. So that's a huge gift that our community has grown by another another community that we can learn and grow from. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really got that Catholic with a big C and also yes, Catholic with a little C it has both because you're exposed to the Burmese traditions yeah. and so their language is it hasn't been written very long. It's only mm-hmm. been in writing about ten fifteen years, so an English speaker can read it. And it sounds semi-correct, uh-huh. which is really great because yeah. it was translated. From what I understand, it was transcribed by an English speaker. Oh, wow. So that's mm. nice. You can kind of read it and get it close, but there's still so much and it's so different and it's so beautiful. So you guys juggle a parish schedule that has to have, you know, on a Sunday morning, what is your, your mass schedule? Our mass schedule currently is 5 p.m., um, English on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. then Saturday evening, usually some part of the Burmese community has a meeting that in the evenings at the parish. Sunday morning, right now, it's 11 a.m. English and 1 p.m. Bur- uh, Zomi, but sometimes they have an 8.30. So mm-hmm. right now, they're testing just the 1 p.m., and then they may, may go back to add the 8.30 in the morning. Okay. So we'll see. Well, I just love the way that Burmese pray. They do. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And all of the people are interest, are vocal and incorporated and invested in their Catholic faith. All of the men, all of the women, all of the children are very there. They are pretty well catechized as yeah. well as interested and involved. So it's so great to see all these families with multiple children coming in every Sunday. The parking lot's full. It's such a great gift to have a lively community at the smaller parish here yeah. in town. It's great. And twice over, too. Yes. Well, I I used to work at Holy Family Cathedral Mm -hmm. in downtown Tulsa. And in a little bit, um, the first members of the family that came over were the dads. So it was all men working for basically one corporation. And they they would come and pray at the cathedral, and especially on Fridays of Lent. 
I loved it because I would skip out of stations early and go downstairs to the chapel and just listen to the men praying the Zomi version of the stations. It's gorgeous. And the men are vocal and they speak. Sometimes sometimes our English-speaking men aren't quite as demonstrative as Mm -hmm. our Zomi families are. So it's a gift to see that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that is that is pretty awesome. What are the the differences? If I went to a mass in Zomi, um, they do have a little bit more Latin. I think due to cultural and um, governmental issues, their translations aren't quite as as much in the vernacular as okay. ours are. Okay, so they have more Latin in their mass. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know the, all of the history of that. I haven't. I've yeah. Father Kim, Father Robert Kim, who is the pastor of Tona Maria, and it's Tona Maria, and then there's two other terms that follow that, which I don't yet pronounce correctly. Yeah. So, so Tona Maria would is basically Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. Beautiful. So, um, you are the parish secretary. I'm the parish office manager for okay. kind of both Saint Catherine and. Um, Tona Maria, and then I get to work some a little bit with St. Catherine's School. Oh, wow. needed. So I get to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yesterday I was talking to a, a utility company online, as well as working on um, making sure some accounting was done for the parish, and you never know what's going to happen any day. Some days I was working on the roof the other day on a ladder. Oh my gosh. It's really good yeah. to do fun, to do yeah. different things. You never know what you're going to get to do when you come to work. So you get to be excited and something new and different, and you're not always sitting in a chair, which is a huge gift for me, because I <laughs> (laughs) like to get up and get moving and do different things and learn from the people and the experiences around me. How long have you been there at St. Catherine? June of 2020. So that means I walked right in in the middle of COVID. And And the deaths of COVID, that was the worst part, right? That was the most, I would say then until vaccines first came out Mm -hmm. was the scariest part. Mm -hmm. Um, We were, um, I transitioned from an arts career where I worked a lot and then walking into a parish career where you do work a lot, but you understand, people understand that there is a work-life balance, Mm -hmm. which is a huge gift. Sometimes you can say, no, I need to be gone for a half an hour for an appointment. And they're like, okay, just go. It's such a huge gift that they're, that this is a community that understands work and life. Mm -hmm. So, um, I walked in right in the middle of COVID and kind of school had closed like yeah. everybody else in March before that. We were blessed to be able to reopen school in the fall and mm-hmm. continued all through last year and this year. So masks were an issue. I mean, everybody was wearing masks. I wasn't involved with the school to begin with as I wanted to be because I kind of chose to keep myself out of that mm-hmm. to, to protect me and to protect father because we work in a smaller office area. Mm-hmm. Just in case so he could continue to go to work, I could continue to go to work. We were, we were very safe yeah. through all that time. We were very blessed. Um, so now things are starting to get a little bit more comfortable, but who knows where the future is going to take us at this point. We don't know. Right. Fair enough. So we're going to just keep taking a step every day. Yeah. And I'm still learning with, oh, this is what used to happen. I'm still hitting those, right. oh, we used to do this. We used to do this. Well, I know that I'm still post-COVID life, and mm-hmm. I don't really know, so I get to learn from the people. It's your first around. time through a lot yeah, of these things. some of these. I'm still hitting like, oh, I wish I would have done, and we should have known that three weeks ago. I could have uh, made that happen. Right. Or if I would have thought about this three months ago, I could have made that happen. So it's still another, I was expecting a year. It's been a year and a half almost, mm-hmm. and I'm not quite as far as we hoped, but we all aren't. Yeah, so COVID time unusual. doesn't really count. A no. year's not a year. No, a I mean, sense. we kind of lost about, we're going to say this is going to be about a three-year, I'm guessing a three-year yeah. period of, oh, that was COVID. Just chunk it up to COVID and go on. Right. Because I don't think we're quite as far as we hoped yet, unfortunately. Yeah. 
So you work for Father John Grant, yes, I do. who is pastor of St. Catherine. He's the pastor of St. Joseph in Bristow, yes. Oklahoma. Um, and he's also the director of divine worship for yes, the Diocese of Tulsa. Is. So does that impact your job? A much? little bit. I yeah. get to help out a little bit with that. There was an ordination for two men to the priesthood on Friday, and I mm-hmm. got to go to that. And I helped a little bit with that. But my job at St. Catherine is to make sure he gets his work done. If okay. that means I get to help with him a little bit to make sure he's good mm-hmm. so he can be a better pastor and a better minister to this community, that's what I'm going to do. How does a priest find that balance? I don't know. Do, okay. <laughs> um, blessings and a lot of prayer. Yeah. Um, busy. Yeah. But in a way, a priest doesn't, I mean, the gift of the priesthood is the parish takes care of their priests right. a lot. Right. So he has some he has some gives and takes that I don't have, mm-hmm. and I have some things that he doesn't have. Yeah. So it's just a balance. Yeah. And sometimes it's harder than others. Christmas is busy. Easter's really busy. Yeah. So hopefully there will be some vacation time coming for everybody yeah. in the future. And yeah. when that's asked for, I'm not the one to say no, and I would right. never, because yeah. priests are people too, and they yep. need to travel. They need to, or if they want to travel, they need to take downtime to become the people that they are, mm-hmm. not just always work. Do At, at St. Catherine, if um, you know one priest gets sick or something, I'm not really COVID, but if he just has a... a flu or cold well, or something. Well, one really interesting thing that happened not this last weekend, but the weekend mm-hmm. before, was Father Grant and Father Kim switched. Okay. So Father Kim said the two St. Catherine Masses, and Father Grant said the Zomi Mass. And he, from what I understand, I didn't go. From what I understand, he said a good amount of it in Zomi. Oh, wow. Yeah. He didn't. He told me he didn't do the Eucharistic prayer because yeah. he was afraid he, yeah. he, it was better in English. Right. But he seemed to say he did quite a bit of it. Oh, so I don't awesome. know. I didn't go to that one. I haven't yeah. been to... Uh, weekend mass during Totus Tuus this summer we hosted a, over a hundred kids for Totus Tuus that were mostly or actually all part of the 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 Tona Maria mm-hmm. the yeah. Tona Maria community. Father Kim said mass in Zomi every day, and that was still at the time point we were live streaming it. So I was uh-huh. live streaming all the masses. Nice. So uh, because I know I'm blessed to be able to have gone to mass all my life and know the mass, I kind of tuned out a little bit because okay. those were long days. Sure. Well, and th- there's that rhythm of the Mass. Yes. No matter what the language is, oh, no, you kind of have that pacing and, and you know what's happening. You know, and you can watch them and uh, getting to know the fathers, you can yeah. kind of know how they transition into in and out of things sure. too. Sure. And knowing their personality like any of, like any coworker. Yeah. You're going to learn, okay, this means this, even if you're not thinking it means this. And uh-huh. Just learning the personalities yeah. of the people around you. Getting all those mannerisms down, mm-hmm. all that. So, um for people who are not exposed to Mass in Zoe, uh, in the show notes for this podcast, is there a link that I can give that will could take somebody to an old their live stream? Web, their Facebook page. Okay. And I will make sure that is available for you okay. for the link in the podcast. Sounds do awesome. I remember exactly what it is? No, but we can make sure. We'll it's search in the for links. it and we'll put it in there. Yeah, definitely. So, sounds good. Oh, one more thing. Their Masses are quite a bit longer. Oh, why is um, that? I, they, pray, they have prayers before, they have prayers after. From what I understand... Um, because not a, in their home country, it took a long time to get to mass. Yeah. It wasn't travel wasn't as easy or mm-hmm. as convenient. So the the homily is usually about forty five minutes. Oh wow! So they have a chance for a really amazing teaching at that yeah. point every mass. Yeah. So their masses run two to two and a half to three hours. Sometimes Gosh. I think first communion. Some of our some of my coworkers went. It was about four uh-huh. and a half. Four and a half hours. Isn't, Gosh, I know. Isn't that cool? And so, everybody's engaged and yeah. excited and. Something that English speakers are not at all used mm-hmm. to. 
Well, and to a lot of English speakers, that might be terrifying to think yeah. oh, four and a half hours in church. That's a long time. Yeah. So what, how does, I mean, if, if the homilies expanded, um, mm-hmm. what else gets expanded or added to the, the befores, the afters? I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. It's not in English. Yeah. So I have not attended that because I'm yeah. wanting to take care of the English parish. Okay. Too. Yeah. That's the primary. Well, no, thing, not kinda? really. We're oh. both, but I speak English. Okay. Yeah. I don't speak Zomi yet. Right. So working on it. Working on it. I need yeah. to attend their one one or two of their masses more often, but uh-huh. I haven't made that leap yet. Yeah. Usually is, by Sunday afternoon, I'm ready to go home and get ready for the week. Do a lot of the the Zomi speakers prefer you know outside the church in the parking lot or at coffee and donuts or oh, something? Are they going to speak Zomi or are yes. they going to do English? Um, a lot of them don't have as much English. Yeah. They do enough, have enough to work, they have enough to yeah. live, but just like any, like I've run into this in Span- Hispanic communities, all different communities, they're, oh, my English isn't that good. No, uh-huh. try. How are yeah. you going to learn? Yeah. This is a chance to open up and to learn and to practice. Right. So several of them do speak English, mm-hmm. and I have, I've made good friendships with them, yeah. I hope, and then I'm meeting more of them and learning names. So well, Over in the school, I know that a lot of the, the Burmese kids attend school yes. at St. Catherine. And how have the teachers, or do you know, have the um, teachers changed the way that they operate? With some of the pre-K-3 and pre-K-4, yeah. we have um, aids or help in those classes that speak Zomi because yeah. a lot of the kids coming to school probably don't have a lot of English because right. they're speaking Zomi at home. Right. But once they get into kindergarten and first grade, they have enough English, they're mm-hmm. fine because kids that age pick it up so fast. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So we're, and there's always, interp- we have several aids and, several aides and helpers that speak Zomi. So we yep. can reach, and some of the older students, yeah. we can reach out and say, okay, this came up, help. Right. And they help us translate and they help us learn. Yeah. So that's a huge gift. That's awesome. That is really cool. Well, this podcast is Glory Be Interesting People and How They Pray. You are very interesting. Thank you. And, but now let's start to focus on how you pray. And I'm kind of curious, you know, we talked, we touched briefly upon mm-hmm. the fact that the Burmese influence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can, can you, do you have any goals? Like, do you eventually want to be able to pray the Our Father or Hail Mary in Zomi? Um, what well, my goal, my, my current goals are, yeah. I'm starting to want to work on the liturgy of the hours. Yeah. I've been putting it off for years. My mm-hmm. family gifted me a book of it yeah. probably 20 years ago and it's been on my shelf and that's my next goal. But, um, even before I started here, I, um, I worked in a, in a secular arts entertainment. Mm-hmm. I always attended mass. I've always been Catholic, and I always yeah. will be. But um, getting the chance to... I, had a, I found another podcast that would yeah. pray the rosary every day during mm-hmm. COVID. So at every day at that certain time, I would sit and pray that rosary. And at that time, um, I was making lots of masks to give mm-hmm. away and sell a few, but give away mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, so every day I'd be working on masks and praying the rosary. And that was a huge gift from... March to June when I and even longer when I started this, this position because at first you'd go to work you go home you don't go anywhere else right now we're out and about more but yeah. every day getting to pray the rosary and then when started working here I got to attend mass more like I yeah. get to go maybe usually three extra times a week that's great which is something that I've yep. always wanted to do but yeah. I've never had the discipline to do so doing this has given me the discipline to start doing mm. that it's a gift that is part of the work day, yeah. but I'm always there with my keys in my pocket, listening for the door. Right I'm, right. I'm the one at the back, kind of just making sure, watching everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It just depends. You get to kind of be Martha and Mary at the same I time. I do, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> I have to, uh, it's hard to find that balance. Yeah. 
but I get to do both. Yeah. And that's a huge gift. And every day is different. Um, like I said, I'm trying to want to, I need to get more, well, I feel like I need to get more involved in the liturgy of the hours. So that's the next step I'm planning to make. How but, do you do that? Uh, what? we have sisters at yeah. our school. Um, the sisters of St. Francis of the Martyr St. George. I've been talking with them. I'm like, okay, show me the book. Yeah. Get me unscared of this long book. That's not scary. It's just intimidating. Sure. Lots of ribbons and everything. Lots of ribbons. So yeah. they are very great examples to the the four women that we have there right now are huge examples to yeah. me, um, because they're always coming and going and praying their daily liturgies, even while they're working teaching our mm-hmm. students. That's so cool. I'm like, they take their breaks to go do this. That you don't see that everywhere. Yeah. Well, what's the draw of the liturgy of the hours for you? Um, the schedule and the repetitiveness uh-huh. and the yeah. learning, because our whole life is a cycle, and that the, also the prayers of that are a cycle. I went to St. Greg's, yeah. uh, St. Gregory's University in Shawnee when I was studying undergrad and getting to see all the monks there and their schedule of praying every day and got to, even at that time, I got to go to Mass, or at least the first year or two, I went to Mass every day and we had, we, a group of us prayed the rosary mm-hmm. every day. So now I'm getting back to kind of where I saw my second career always wanting to yeah. be is getting to do this. This yeah. the, the movement from the, kind of the, I worked in costumes for a long time. Mm-hmm. I got to sew and be yeah. creative, and I still get to do. I still get to be creative. Yeah. I've made costumes for the school. I've reupholstered chairs. It's just fun. You never yeah. know what you're going to get to do. But I'm using both skills. So at that time, I kind of had to pick a direction. I picked one. Now I'm moving into the second. Yep. Well, great. That's pretty cool. So, um, how do you right now pray mm-hmm. through the day? What does a typical day oh, in your prayer life look like? Um, I. I get up in the morning and make sure I don't eat before I go to work because Mass is at 8.15. So oh, sure. I make that choice sure. first thing in the morning. Get to go to Mass. Something that I always try and do is when the phone rings. Take a breath. Say a prayer for who I'm going to answer the phone yeah. for because I want to make sure I have a nice, kind, happy, and calm voice when mm-hmm. I do that. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I need to be reaching out to have more of a stable every day, certain times of day, because mm-hmm. that discipline will also be very helpful. Mm-hmm. But getting to um, pray a rosary with a group, I'm not as good at doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. But being so, I still have some learning and growing to do. I'm not sure. anywhere near perfect in this area, but I'm working on it. Um, being on the phone, answering yeah. answering the phone is something that I've really strived for. Is mm-hmm. sometimes you call places and people answer with a grumpy voice. Yeah. I always I try. I don't. I'm not perfect. I always try and answer with a happy voice, encouraging, happy, because you never know what you're going to get on the phone. Right. And sometimes people call a church because they need help. Yeah. And that help might be the person that I'm talking to, an encouraging word. It might be more than what I can do. Mm-hmm. But I, I can do the best that God has given me with today. Yeah. And in that moment, you are the church. Yes. You're, they call I the also, church. I also have to remember what a gift of a responsibility I've mm-hmm. been given that I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to turn anybody away from this wonderful gift mm-hmm. that we've all been given. Has, you know, being an office manager in a church, Mm -hmm. you're privy to all of those people who are celebrating sacraments, all the, you know, new baby born, need to get them baptized. Uh, Guess what? You know, my fiance popped the question. We're still, we're an older parish at this moment. So we're not seeing, unfortunately, we're not Mm -hmm. seeing quite as much of that as you'd expect. But then I did guess you know, occasional funerals yes. pop up too. Like today, so, there's fathers working on a funeral for tomorrow. Yeah. 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 So has that changed the way that you pray? Because now you're you're privy to, oh gosh, I knew him, you know, and he passed away last week. 
Does that change? Yeah, a little bit. A little? Probably not as much as it should. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, I joined a new huge family. Mm-hmm. And now I know all these wonderful people that have struggles that may not ma- mesh with me personally or ideally, but we're still family. Yeah. And yeah. everybody's nice. Yeah. Not everybody, nobody's perfect. Sure. Everybody's nice. Yeah. We're all striving. Yeah. Yeah. We're all going the same direction. Well, one of the questions that we ask everybody who's on this podcast Mm -hmm. is, has there ever been a time in your life that you wish to share where it has been difficult to pray? Well, when my job ended, my previous job ended, Mm -hmm. that was a struggle to move on. Um, but finding that daily rosary was such a gift and now looking forward, okay, we're here. I get, I have the gift of going to mass every day. I have the gift of working with holy priests. Mm -hmm. What's the next step I need to take? Because we can't just sit still. Part of life is learning and growing and moving forward. So my next challenge is that. Mm -hmm. So yes and no. I mean, there's always times that are harder than others, but, um, I've been gifted with a wonderful family that has taught me how to pray and has never discouraged me from working in this field, yeah. becoming a person that's interested in this, mm-hmm. which is a huge gift because not everybody has that. Yeah. Well, and it seems that you are really thriving. I am. I'm so happy. I love this. <laughs> I love working at. I love working in parish life. It's yeah. not. It's not all peachy keen. It's right. not all happy. Yeah. But it's mostly is. Yeah. It it's really satisfying. Is. Yes, yeah. and I feel like I can make a difference every day, and. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. One phone call, well, COVID world, one phone call can change everything. Yeah, true. But a one phone call can change the trajectory of my day. And sometimes I feel like it's not that important of a job and yeah. it's not that hard. But in a way, I feel like I've been given the gifts to be prepared for something like yeah. this. So I'm enjoying this season of my life. I don't know how long it'll last. We, we don't know. But this is the, the gift I'm in today, and maybe somewhere in the future it'll change, and maybe it won't. And both yeah. of those things are really exciting. Well, this podcast is about you, really, not me. But as a guy who's worked for the church for 26 years, yeah. it's always awesome. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's hard. Oh, or yeah. It's, or I'm frustrated or whatever. But it, this is the local church yeah. down on a, a, a small level of one parish, and it's very satisfying. Yeah, it's happy, mm-hmm. and you get to see the seasons change, and this is the part, the most important part of your life. How how does everybody not want to be working here? Yeah, it. It's, I I don't. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I understand, but I'm like, wow, I have a I have a job that a lot of people would love. And Absolutely, I've always wanted. Kind of, this was always my dream second career. So yeah. when it became available and was offered the position, I jumped on it. And have not turned, have not looked back. I am so happy for you. That is awesome. <laughs> that is great. So I hope that my my hope is that I do the best that I can and have a positive influence on the people yeah. around me. And sometimes yeah. I do fail. Yeah, but I can learn from those mistakes and keep right. going. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, um, we're concluding this the podcast today. You've been fantastic. Thank you. And one of the the questions that we invite we end with prayer, uh, which is kind of convenient because this is a podcast about prayer yes um and if you could ask everybody listening to our podcast today to join you in a single prayer intention what would that be for all the people who are unemployed underemployed or struggle for basic needs due to um due to the lack of availability of necessary resources Mm -hmm. due to mostly due to unemployment or due to disability
Okay. That's kind of, with this last couple of years, that's always been my go-to because I knew how hard it was at a time when that dignity wasn't available and it was right at the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was blessed that it was, the timing was that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that everybody has been able to recover and move on from that. Even sure. losing a job and having to find something different that may not be exactly what you wanted. I was blessed to find exactly what mm-hmm. I wanted. But still there's a trauma. Oh, yeah, and it's healing. It's it's been a a couple of years of healing for me. Mm -hmm. but And there still is times that we need to heal and move on and grow. Yeah. But sometimes we do that same trauma to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fantastic. um, Would you lead us in a glory be? Yes. Okay. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory Be is a production of the Office of Communications at the Church of St. Mary. I'm your producer, Mike Malcolm. See you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.